SENZ. Oh, that is rugby league. Yeah, welcome, uh, welcome into Running It Straight here on ECNZ. Big thanks to South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. Another week of rugby league in the books, and we're going to be talking about it all for the next hour. A big win for the Warriors. Well, not a big win, but a uh, a tough win, a gritty win for the Warriors over the Bulldogs on Sunday at Mount Smart. Um, you can get involved on double eight double three, or give us a call 0800-150-811. We'd love to hear from you. And a big shout-out to everyone watching online on Facebook and on YouTube. Uh, Kempi, gee, the NRL, um, and we say this all the time, is the gift that keeps on giving because not only did we have a cracking, another cracking round, uh, we've got all these stories as well. Jack Whiten, whether he's going to stay with the Canberra Raiders, um, Joseph Suali'i uh, ta- uh, leaving rugby league, and then we've got this story about uh, Moses Sully and his mate coming over from Manly. It's it's just, <laughs> it's all go outside of a Thursday to Sunday. It's like the players have been given a voice, Sam. You mm. know what I mean? Like the one with Moses Sully. Uh, Lee talking about uh, I didn't want to come here anyway is uh, like out the out the gate um, conversation to be having, mm. especially when Anthony Gif- Griffin is under the pump and there's talk of three uh, ex players and and a preferred option um, in and around going to coach that team four rounds into the competition. He has to be special. Uh, and I guess short, short on odds to, to not finish the season there. The other part, one you missed, is Clint Cusperson. Cuth- uh, that one as well, Parramatta, yeah. Yes, that's a big one. They just signed him on $1.2 million for the next couple of years and come out and say, well, we're actually looking for a decent fullback. Mm. Like, where are you coming from, Parramatta? <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> it is bizarre. The, day, the Dennis Fitzgerald days have returned. Oh, like I said this morning on Izzy and Kibby for breakfast, I think there's a fight happening between Mark O'Neill and and Brad Arthur, because I can't make any sense of that conversation whatsoever. Premier fullback yep. being uh, told that they're looking elsewhere does not make sense. The only only sense I can make out of it is that recruitment and the head coach are fighting. Yeah, and they and they th- th- who would they get as well? That really is going to be an upgrade on Clint Gutherson. I know the name um, Jaden Campbell was thrown about from the Titans, but I'd, I'd hardly well, that's say not a, he's, that's hardly an upgrade. Exactly. Yeah, and they're looking for a for a game breaker. So whether or not they're trying to look for someone young who hasn't isn't quite highly touted that has potential, I'm not sure. But um, you're right. It's it's there's a lot going on um, outside of the games, and, and maybe we can touch on that a little bit later on in the hour. Coming up between now and four, uh, Cameron George, Warriors CEO, will join us in around about ten minutes time. If you've got any questions for Cam, uh, text them through on double eight double three. He's, uh, he's very um, good with his time and he's happy to come on and chat. So if you want to ask him a question, you can text her on double eight double three. I imagine uh, that's going to be a lot more positive than it was the last time he had him on, which of course was last year when, when things weren't going so well. Um, and if you've also got any thoughts on the Warriors match of the weekend against the Bulldogs and their upcoming game against the Sharks, then uh, you can also get in touch, double eight double three. 0800-150-811. Uh, we always start the show, Kempi, just having a look back on uh, the game from the weekend. And for the Warriors, that was against the Bulldogs at Mount Smart. Uh, they were behind for almost all of the game until Sean Johnson broke them apart in the 66th minute. They get a two-point win. They go 3-1. and one, um, First game back at Mount Smart Stadium. I guess just firstly, how impressed were you with the win? And, and how important was it, do you think, that they they, they opened the Mount Smart campaign with, with a W? There's a, there's a couple of things here to look at, Sam. First of all, the competition is one of those competitions that are so condensed, it's going to go right down to the wife to make the eight. Um, I think it'll go between one and 15 uh, of the teams can make the eight. You look at it at the moment, you win a game on the weekend, you're jumping so far above yeah. um, other teams, it's, it's ridiculous. And again, this weekend's game shows that you can't really... Uh, I guess settle on on 
you know, a multi of winners because anyone uh, playing each other can get out there and win, the, win that football. With There were so many good things about the Canterbury game on the weekend. The first one was finally we're home, month into the, the season, and 19,000 fans decided to come out when there was a Blues game just being played across town as well. So uh, the Premier football in town at the moment is definitely the Warriors. People had showed that we've missed that through the, the two-year COVID period, and to have football back at Mount Smart on a Sunday afternoon, which is the the... the the time where you play rugby league in this country um, at the right time was was a great move by Cam uh, George to get that across the line at, at uh, four o'clock in the afternoon and to get a win and the closeness of that game was always how it was stat statted up. Yeah. Like the stats said, we were going to get a really good close uh, game of football and I think we got that in a, in a pretty decent resilient effort from the Warriors, which everyone should be happy about. So, but I walked away from that game. Um, happy on a lot of fronts. The, f- the first one was, again, Sean Johnson showed up and turned up the heat on his man management and the way that he played the game. Having Cameron Sorolla come out and say you know, the difference of the game was Sean Johnson is probably the biggest accolade that you can get from the other coach. Um, but just across the board, they had some changes. Mitch Barnett wasn't there. Uh, Wade Egan wasn't there. And the players went in and got the job done. I thought they went away from what was probably the game plan, which was to stick to the middle of the pitch and and go through the middle. We, we were talking about that all through the commentary. Um, and that's probably because Lusick really hasn't had that much time in first grade. But, you know, at the end, they went through the middle. It was Sean Johnson went through the middle with 30 minutes to go and they wrapped that game up. And well, I think... Um, this part of the season, a month, and if you if you said you know the Warriors are going to be three and one, you mm. you would be doing cartwheels down Queen Street. Absolutely, Jacob Craig scored in the second minute. That was a soft try, and the Warriors do need to sort out their their slow starts. The Josh Adokar try surrounded in a little bit of controversy with the uh, with the play just earlier, where uh, Viliami Kikau seemed to strip the ball off Adam Pompey. Uh, no try call. They get the scrum. They go and score off the back of it. But um, the Warriors did well to stick in it and hold out to the end. Apart from Sean Johnson, who we've talked a lot about, who who was another standout for you because. You know, Tohu Harris obviously goes off injured. Uh, Marata Niakora spends some time uh, off for, for an HIA. There's no Wade Egan, who's been such a big part um, of the team through the first three rounds. So who who else, uh, sort of aside from Sean, really stood up for you? Oh, look, I, I've got to give the middle a big rap. You know, I think that they they went through a heap of energy. You know, again, they had a bad start. They went through a heap of energy early on. They had to rotate their big guys. At one stage, uh, they had Tohu and uh, Adam Fanua, Blake, Bunty Ofoa and Tom Ali on the bench, which you never want. You want at least two of them on the pitch. And, of course, most of our small, smaller middle players were all out there just holding the team together before they made that change and, and they come on and Sean goes through the middle. So I get the, the middle a big rap here for just hanging into the game and not really giving in. I, I think they've been the unsung heroes at the moment because you've got to think about it. There's a reason why Sean's playing so well and it's on the back of the middle setting the, setting the tone. They did that up against the Cowboys. They struggled against the against the Bulldogs to to lay that foundation, but they hung in there, um, and Canterbury just weren't good enough to take them. Mm. You know what I mean? So uh, they very rarely the boys in the middle get the get the the chocolates and the and the accolades. Uh, but I'm going to give it to them. I thought they were outstanding. Big test this weekend against the Sharks, who absolutely flew past the Dragons. Probably the performance of the round. Um, Nico Hines back into the squad and. 
Gee, straight back Massive into difference. His, straight back into his work from last year, um, and of course the Warriors uh, have a few changes. They're bringing some guys back in. Um, Wade Egan does come back into the hooking role, but then they've lost to Mighty Martin, so it's going to be Ronald Volkman making his 2023 first grade debut. Uh, we will talk about that game a little bit later on, uh, but we are going to take a break. Come back with Cam George. Like I said, if you've got any questions for Cam, you can just text them through on double eight double three. We will be chatting to Cam George right after the break here on Running It Straight. Thank Thanks to South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. South Seas Healthcare, providing excellent health and wellbeing for Pacific people and all communities. Have your say on the great game of Rugby League. 0800 150 811. This is Running It Straight on SENZ. Yes, we are talking the great game of rugby league here on ECNZ, running it straight with myself alongside Kempi, thanks to South Seas Healthcare, all just, uh, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. And a great pleasure now to welcome into the show uh, Warriors CEO Cam George. They are flying at the moment, 3-1 and one, through the first four rounds. Of course, they've got some very tough games ahead of them, but uh, they'll be pretty happy, I think, with where they sit. And, uh, and Cam joins us on the line now. G'day, Cam. Good afternoon, James. Hey Cam, it's Kimby, mate. Thanks a lot for joining us this afternoon on Running It Straight, mate. You talked about it earlier on in the year when we were at the uh, the the launch of the season, and you talked about effort. You must be happy three and one uh, after the first month. The team's going all right. Yeah, it's 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 been a you know a pretty good start for the guys. They've earned it uh, through their efforts and passion and commitment. Uh, I think we've all seen that. Um, you know, it's a long it's a long marathon. Uh, before him, but look, all you can do is take game by game, day by day, and training run by training run, and uh, they're all as a collective doing really well. And you know, let's hope it keeps going. Yeah, you've you talked you talked a lot about getting it right off the football field, Cam. Do you, you know, when you're looking at it um, and reviewing, I guess the game at home and the games are away. Are you looking at uh, improvements, and where are those improvements that you that you can uh, further see across the the football the football department? Um, I, I just think they've got to, you know, keep their eye on the, the short-term prizes that exist for them. Like this week, it's the Sharks. Um, but before that, it's training days that they've got to get right, and it's about making sure they turn up, prepare well. Um, and Webby's got to prepare well with his team, and that's got to translate to a good training session. And they're the things that we're seeing that the, the short-term focuses are really working. And the clarity of the boys' roles, uh, both coaching, uh, staff, players, they're very clear on what's expected. And, and I think that frees up a lot of headspace and, and gives the boys some confidence that they know what they're doing. And, and on and off the field, they're all working well together across the footy department, and that's what we're seeing. Mate, if I was looking at the criteria uh, for the players that have come into the side, Chance, Marata, um, you know, you've got Mitch there, as well as Tamari, uh, the the biggest one for them that I think is part of their cr- uh, criteria is that they're very resilient. Are you are you comfortable with those blokes um, so far this year? And are are we possibly looking at maybe someone else joining the team? Because I think you're still looking for one other. Yeah, look, there's uh, if I go back to. I think pre-Christmas, when we were stuck on the Gold Coast in 2021, that's when I first met Murata. Uh He was he was living next door in another hotel, Parramatta, and you know we called up for lunch, and that's when we started talking about coming home. And um, you know, I only met Mitch on Zoom. And, and if you start looking at those players uh, that we talked to a long time ago, we wanted 
people that were extremely competitive, people that wanted to win at all costs, and just went after every winning possible chance they could get in a game, whether it's a tackle, whether it's a loose ball, or whatever it be. They all carry those attributes. Now, um, you know, T come up a bit later um, in the piece, but, you know, Webby had had a relationship with him because of coaching him back in the Tigers, and you know, Todd Payton texted me straight away and he said, mate, you just signed the toughest bastard in the NRL. Mm. Um, you know, they all carry those attributes. We knew they would rub off. We knew their tries, and we've got a, them mixed up with a bunch of the young guys, and that allows Torhu and those guys and Shawnee to just get on with their business rather than trying to carry a big workload. And I think the biggest benefactor is, look at the way Adam Fenor Blake's playing now. You know, he's got mm. work rate around him, and he's really loving running off the back of that as well. Yeah, absolutely, Cam. Look, I, we, we get a lot of the reaction here um, across ECNZ, across all our shows from from fans and pundits, and, and I'm sure you guys know as well. There's just, there's just so much positivity around uh, the club. I know we're only four rounds in, but but yeah, everyone's sort of on this uh, on this hype train for the Warriors, which you know it's it's been pretty negative the last few years. Um, I guess are you are you surprised at how quickly? The, the corner's been turned. I know that was the goal, you know, bringing in Webster and, and bringing in these new recruits, but I guess you're surprised at how quickly, you know, the, 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 the attitude of the club has turned around, and it's particularly with the fans? Uh, I'm probably not because I got to know the guys before anyone else did um, in terms of those players by knowing them when they were signing and understood who they were, and, and I know maybe for a long time, but what I do know and what we're all excited about is there's a lot more improvement in these guys. Now, that's not going to happen overnight. But connecting that improvement up with the long-term view of bringing in our young kids in and around them and developing our pathways, and that's what I'm all excited about. And it's just breathing a sense of belief amongst the whole club. Um, what mm. you saw on Sunday was the NRL winning a, a, a really good game and a tough game at that. But it was actually a good club day because the New South Wales Cup team played really well. They were really good in their game. And the boys in the 19s, you know, they didn't have the best day. But, you know, the crowd was there. It was a really good club day. And that's yeah. what, you know, we want to build and we want to build off the back of. And you guys commentating there were having fun, I saw. And, you know, <laughs> it was really great. And everyone's a part of it. So the club, it's turning. There's a long way to go, but we've got a heap of improvement on and off the field. And, um, you know, we've just got to keep getting it right and don't expect us to stop now. We're not resting on our hands, but it's it's not done and it won't be done tomorrow either. It'll be done months down the track. Mm, no, absolutely. Can. And I, like I said, that, that you can just sense with everyone that there is just this real positive vibe uh, through, through the fans, through the club, like you said, through the juniors. It's it's really cool to see. Richard's texting here um, saying, Cam, uh, question for Cam, after a few uh, rough years, a lot of criticism around decisions the club has made with players, at coach, uh, coaches, etc. There's obviously a still a lot to achieve, but how does it make Cam feel uh, personally uh, to see the club where it is now and how much potential is being realised? And I know, Cam, when you were with us last year, you talked about how, how tough it was for you, you know, personally, the last few years, how, how have you sort of, yeah, how have you been tracking the last six months? Oh, look, it's part of the job. Um, you know, you don't go into these roles and make decisions to please everyone. Um, as you guys know, Kemi knows better than anyone because he's been right in it. That you know a lot more detail when you're right in it, and you, you, you can understand why you're making these decisions. And unfortunately, you know, the public don't get to see those reasons too often, but. Look, it's tough, but we've held our, our nerve of steel and we've just kept pushing through and kept pushing through. And I truly believe in Webby and his vision and hence why he's here. And 
um, the players, uh, and we're still looking for those quality players. We'd rather go without than than get someone that's going to take three years of you know causing us problems. So I'm fine. Mate, I just want the fans to be happy, and I want I want the players to succeed. That's all I want, mate. That's that's for everyone else. Well, keep winning, Cam, and they'll they'll stay happy. I can trust <laughs> I, I can trust that process. Um, hey, look, I just want to just talk a little bit about the competition, and you're talking about the uh, the second grade getting a win on the weekend. Personally, I think that the second grade competition is a, is a a, a far um, distance between first grade. Are you happy because now what we're seeing over over this next week and the coming weeks of the injuries that are starting to creep into teams? Are you happy with the depth in the club at the moment? Oh, Candy, I don't think we are ever going to be happy now to change the rules with that you know eleven day um, you know concussion stand down. Like that's going to change the dynamics dramatically. Touch wood, you know some clubs could lose two or three people in a game. Mm. Um, that's gone for the following week, so. It's really going to test all clubs. Uh, at our particular club, mate, we, we've got, uh, you know, we've got a couple of spots left. But again, uh, we've got some good young kids coming through. We just don't want to waste those two spots. We want to do it right for the longer term. But you know, hopefully we can we can get through the games without too many injuries. But you wouldn't want to grade your more, mate. No, and, and just on that, because we've talked about it and the process that the NRL are going through at the moment, how do the how does your club doctor feel and and how do you feel as a CEO when a, when you're being overruled by by a doctor in the bunker? Are we seeing gonna see an improvement to that process? Yeah, look it's it's hard when they're not on on you know, at the ground, like that's the part I struggle with mm. um in, in some cases and Mate, I suppose I'm never going to question a doctor, and I don't think any of us ever would. But what I, it's hard when I saw a player the other day go off like something like 12 minutes later after the incident, and they've just ran the ball up three or four times, um, and the inconsistency that can creep into uh, you know some players being tapped on the jaw and having to go off, and other players being hit completely hard with whiplash and not going off. Mm. Um, that, that's sort of the part that I struggle with. But look, they're all trying to do the right thing. It's it's a, it's a fast-moving piece, this concussion stuff. And, you know, where we get it right and when we get it right, um, you know, more, more higher-ranked people than me are looking at it. So hopefully they get it right soon. Yeah. Hey, mate, we're, I'm just going to say, Cam, just before we let you go, we've uh, we've been able to switch one of the, the hosts over to Rugby League here. His name's Ian Smith. He's mad <laughs> cricket and rugby, as you know, and he reckons that if you don't send him some tickets for Napier, he's going to actually disown you and uh, and the Warriors he, once he, again. No, he, no, he's, I think his exact line was, you get, you're get you getting taken off the Christmas card list. That's from Ian Smith. <laughs> Can you sort that out, Cam? Uh, <laughs> I will, mate. Don't worry. I'll get him a meat pie and tomato sauce as well. Right. <laughs> Love it. Love uh, it. Hey, Cam, thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, keep up the good work down there, mate. Uh, I know that right. uh, the train's back on the tracks and, and heading in the right direction. All the best against Cronulla this weekend. I'll just going to derail soon. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, Cam. Cam George there, um, CEO of the Warriors. And uh, look, it's funny, Kempi, because we're only four rounds in and, and I'm always a person that um, tries to stay a bit realistic, you know, not that you know, I'm telling people to, to calm down, but, you know, it's four rounds in. We've still got a long season to go. But there is a definite sense and change around the club. You, you just can feel it and you can just sense it. Even if we lose a couple of games in these next few weeks, I just think people are 
you know, like you said, that the, the the train is sort of back on the tracks. That's well, what it feels like. The, the the difference too is that it's a great time to do it because the competition is so tight. Mm. You know, so you can drop a game and you can win a game. The the teams that go on a run are the teams that are going to get it, make it into the four. And I think the the next four positions can be fought out between fifth and and fifteen. You know what I mean? So it's going to be a pretty um, close competition. Why does it feel good? Well, mate, when we're standing now on the concu- uh, concourse on Saturday, uh, Sunday and Campo walk past and give me a cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> I said, um, mate, it feels like 2001 again. You know, you got a redhead in there. Like, and he just started to giggle. <laughs> and he knew exactly what I was talking about. And they got a guy on their side by the name of Mitch Barnett, obviously, who's been um, likened to a campo. You've just sort of got those characters in there that like to win football games. Mm. Mate, that's, that's, half your, that's half your problem yeah. sorted if you have players that – want to compete week in, week out. The issue that you got, and why I asked Cam if he was happy about the depth, is when you lose those players, so you've lost um, Tamari this weekend, you get another one back. But if you lose two or three of them, yeah, that's then it's hard for the other guys to compete at that level. Yeah, and we haven't had that um, that sort of junior system for the last couple of years. So, you know, it, um, it's great to have it back. And, and you know, the um, New South Wales Cup team beating the Bulldogs, that, that was the top of the table. Bulldogs hadn't lost a game um, and first lost to the Warriors on the weekend. The SG ball side is sort of tracking well too. So um, it is very, very good to see. I've just seen images up on the TV as well of that game on um, Sunday and Random fact, but I noticed that they painted the se- or changed the colour of the seats at Mount Smart. Mm. So they used to be yellow, they're now blue. And just seeing up on the screen there, it looks a lot more packed because obviously Warriors colours are, are blue, green and red, so you, the, the blue sort of blends in. It looked like a much bigger crowd. So uh, that's just something I noticed from the commentary box well, up they, there. They do, that. they do that. They do try and get it so that it all blends in and looks like every seat in the house is, is full. It, look, I think... Home advantage. One of the one of the big learning um, things we've learnt from the breakers this year is that when they've gone overseas because they've been in that competition for two years and been able to compete as if it was a home game, is what the Warriors need to do. But when they're here, turn it into a fortress. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, totally. if teams want to come here, make them fight for everything that they that they take away from you. And if they can do that and get a majority of home wins. I think that I think that eight is well and truly within their reach. Yeah, and I'd recommend anyone in Auckland to head along to a Warriors game if you haven't been, or maybe you haven't been for a couple of years. Head along because it, it you know, it is one of the um, sort of loudest crowds you'll get in New Zealand. You know, at an outdoor sporting venue. I mean, the fans are up and about. They are yelling at the referees. They're yell- you know, like there was a lot, very vocal, very, vocal very vocal, and to, to the point as well. Can be sixteen fourteen is a tough win. Those are the ones that are the difference between you're making the eight and you're not making that. You lose those games, and at the end of the season, you're looking at two or four points out of the eight, and it's like you go back to those games that were tight, that were only a couple of points in it, you're stuck with it to the end. I think that game against the Bulldogs is going to, we're going to look back on that maybe at the end of the season and go, that's one of those ones that, yeah, well, thank goodness the, we won the that. The ripple effect that when it's at home is that you lose that one and the fans are they're deflated, mm. you know what I mean? You mm-hmm. win that at home, they feel like they've had to win the fans too and they can't wait to get back for the next one. So, you know, to keep the trains on the track, the train on the track, like Cam said, and not be derailed, is you've got to get those ones. You can't be in their fight and sort of lose it as they have been um, doing in, in recent years. Look, I just think that, like, Andrew Webster, what he's, what he's keeping at the front, of all players' minds is whether or not they're in the team the following week. Yeah, you know, yep. and and if he 
you know, it is a it is a real nervous time when you're a, when you're a footballer, especially if you're a fringe footballer, to say, man, are they going to name me on Tuesday? Yep, and and I mean, we know how um, how much quality a guy like Josh Curran has, and he's fighting trying to fight his way back into the first team side as well. So that's a good sign. Uh, we're going to take a break for new sport and weather. A couple of your texts here uh, to Cam that we didn't get to, unfortunately, just ran out of time. So sorry to those people. But uh, after uh, after three thirty, we will talk uh, Warriors Sharks this weekend, and we're also going to have a look at the rest of the round five games here I'm running it straight thanks to South Seas Healthcare Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider back after news 27 away from four here on running it straight thanks for joining us uh, either on the radio or listening live on the app or on Facebook or YouTube you can text us on double eight double three those will all come through to us as well uh, we're going to preview this weekend's game between the Sharkies and the Warriors it's on Sunday evening uh, at Points Bet Stadium in Sydney uh, we will have the call live here on SENZ uh, build up from around about 5.30 you've got the 6th place Sharks taking on the 4th place Warriors the Sharks are heavy heavy favourites in fact are so heavy that this reminds me of the Warriors of the last few years really they're at $3 Um, when you look at the teams you'd say they're pretty evenly matched the only caveat in that being the performance of the Sharks on the weekend they're really the only team that had a massive blowout 40 points to 8 over the Dragons Nico Hines doing what Nico Hines does and just absolutely running the show, Kempi. So you look at these two sides that have been named for this weekend. I'll just quickly run through the uh, the Warriors team. Charles O'Clock said at fullback, Edward Cossey and Marcelo Montoya, the two wingers. Then Viliami Valia and Adam Pompey stay in the centres. Ronald Volkman comes in at 5'8", uh, replacing Tamari Martin, who's out with the uh, HIA. Sean Johnson, uh, the number seven. Uh, the front rowers are Bunty Afal, Wade Egan, Adam Fanor Blake. So good to have Wade Egan back in the team. Uh, Jackson Ford, Marata Niakore in the second row, Torhu Harris is the lock, so uh, relatively unchanged apart from Wade the side that took on the Bulldogs, then the bench, Dylan Walker, Bailey Siren and Jazz Tavanga, Tom Ali, so few changes but relatively consistent from Andrew Webster. Yeah look I don't think Torhu will play, I think there'll be you know, a, a, a late withdrawal of Torhu out of that side, I'm expecting possibly uh, Jazz Tavanga to go to that thirding position and, and Curran to come onto the bench. Uh, the real change for me is Ronald Volkman in around the back of Sean Johnson here. Like There is a, a big um, dist- a distant um, shot of form between first grade and second grade in this competition and whether or not he can do what Tamari Martin is. It's really about showing up and making sure you're playing a really solid game and staying in it for that 80 minutes. Uh, up against a side you know that has... Absolutely on fire. Britain, uh, Britain Nakura across um, on the Cronulla side, the lines that he ran on the weekend against Nick, Nicholas Hines was something I loved watching it. It was mm. old school. He was very, very good. Nico Hines is something very special. You know, if he doesn't play Origin this year, um, there's something wrong with that. The kids just keeps on getting better and better. But they're going to have to really dig deep this week. I think they'll have. They're, like, like I said to you, no Tamari. Then, of course, you've got no Mitch Barnett, no Tohu. Now you're starting to talk about injuries taking um, taking its toll. Mm. And, of course, going over there against Cronulla, they had a hot on the back of this one against St. George. Um, you know, we've got to stick with them as best we can for long periods of time and not let them get too far away if they start to play the type of football they played against St. George. So the Sharks team named on Tuesday, named uh, yeah last night, William Kennedy as the fullback, Siona Katoa, uh, Ronaldo Mulatalo on the wings, Jesse Ramian and uh, Siosifa Talakai on the centres, Matt Moreland, Nico Hines in the halves, then you've got Toby Rudolph, Blake Braley and Braden Hamill-Newelli in the front row, Britta Nakora, uh, Tay Walton and Dale Finucane filling out the back row. And then uh, on the bench, and I think 
think if the Warriors don't have uh, one of the best interchanges in the competition, Kempi, I think the Sharks are actually pretty close. Cameron McInnes, Royce Hunt, Jack Williams and Braden Trindle uh, coming off the interchange. So uh, what do you reckon this weekend? Where, where do the Warriors have to sharpen up from what you saw against the Bulldogs? Talked about the middle and the Sharks uh, do have a pretty strong middle as well, but is it, is it going to be out the back? Is it going to be containing Nico Hines and, and stopping that back line, which is, is potent really? Yeah, the only way you're going to stop Nico Hines is if you stop their middle. Okay, so they and you're dead right. Their bench is just as lethal as the players that start on that game. And um, if if they don't get into the, I guess the grind with them straight away, Nico Hines gets across the advantage line. He's such a different player when he's playing off the front foot than he is having to play back from uh, the line when you see him being put under pressure as we have done last year through those top teams. Uh, I, look, if they don't uh, uh, go, if, well, put it this way: if they play like they did against Canterbury, they won't beat the Sharks. All right. They need to win the middle of the park. It's vitally important. Can they do it? Well, I think Wade Egan bringing him back in a hooker, I think uh, that was one of the, the things that they missed on the weekend was the direction and keeping them. I think why they're going so well in at, um, the middle at the moment is because Wade Egan is getting that direction and keeping them uh, moving forward and, and jumping out a hook and bringing players onto the football. If they don't do that well on the weekend, then look out. Okay, Richard's actually said, Kempi, the Wires have had slow starts in every game and their defence and resolve has got them through. Do you think it's essential to start well if they beat the Sharks? He basically said, yep, if they if they come out too slow, they'll they'll get run off the park. And and he said that, didn't he? Like He said that again, if you listen to the post-match comments of uh, the coach, Andrew Webster, he said, once again, our slow start, you know, it's costing us. They went down eight, eight points in the first eight minutes and had to fight their way back in through that game, didn't get it to the last 10. So you don't want to be in that sort of battle with these guys here. You know, no. they get out to a jump, that's what I mean. Yeah. You've got to be in it right from the get-go. You can't do that for 25, 26 rounds in a season. We, we, we've talked about that too. So, look, I think it's going to be an interesting game. I, I think um, now I'm going into all of these games, Kempi, thinking that, Sure, the Warriors are a chance. Um, you know, they, we, we've seen the potential that they've got in there rather than thinking it's a foregone conclusion. And when we looked at the schedule at the start, and I keep coming back to this, you know, we only picked two or three wins of the first sort of 10 games. So the fact that they're sitting where they are holds them in really, really good stead. Um, do you want to throw out a prediction for us? Be honest. Uh, I'm, I am being honest. I think I think they're up against it this weekend. I think Cronulla, on the back of uh, Nico Hines being back on the side and the confidence they got out of that last game, are going to be pretty hard to beat. Um, I'm not I'm not uh, going too far against it. The Warriors and the effort and the way that they put in their effort over the first first month, I'm expecting them to do the, exactly the same. But they've got three very very good players out of the side. I don't expect Tohu to play, which will add to Mitch Barnett and tomorrow Martin missing. Uh, so it's about someone else stepping up here. And uh, you know, Dylan Walker, Bailey Surin, and I think Jazz Tavaga will start. And Tom Ali need very big games to keep them in it. Well, just before we go to a break, and we're going to cover off some of the other big games round five coming up this weekend, starting tomorrow night uh, with the Eels and the Roosters, which is a very, very good game. The Eels coming off their first one of the season. But a text in here that says, how much of the result uh, was the Sharks and how much was it St. George sucking? And, and I mean, the Dragons, I said at the beginning of the season, wooden spoon favourites, they they are in all sorts. Um it's a good question, that, Kempi. How much of it was the Sharks? How much of it was the Dragons? Yeah, I think the second half, they, they threw the talon, definitely, St. George. But, you know, it's it's not about whether they threw the talon. It's when that effort is needed to stay in the fight, if it drops to a certain level, then you've got players on the other side of the pitch that will actually make you pay. And in this case, that's what Cronulla did. And I think um, that effort across 80 minutes, if ever we needed one in the first 
half a dozen eight rounds, it's against this Cronulla side. I reckon this here is a benchmark game. It yeah, gives it is, you 100%. Really, a really good look at actually where the Warriors are because Cronulla are coming off a very good one. It's at home. Um, you know, they've played quite well against them in the past, the Warriors, uh, whether or not. They can stay in this one for 80 minutes is, is the real question. But if they do, and they do get the win, I reckon this is the benchmark game. Then people are going to start to take things seriously. Yeah, you're spot on. Litmus test uh, for the Warriors this Sunday at 6 o'clock. Uh, we will take a short break here on ECNZ. We're going to talk through some of the other big games coming up this weekend. If you want to have your say or give us a text, uh, double eight double three. I would love to get your thoughts. Running it straight here on ECNZ. Thanks to South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. South Seas Healthcare, providing excellent health and well-being for Pacific people and all communities. Have your say on the great game of rugby league. 0800 150 811. This is Running It Straight on SENZ. Yeah, quarter to four here on SCNZ, running it straight myself alongside Kempi. We're going to go through the round five, some of the other big games this weekend, but just before we do that, got Joey calling in from Auckland. If you call in, you get on straight away. G'day, Joey. Yeah, g'day, uh... Yeah, that, the players in motion, Joey, you know, like, um, are you liking the way that they're actually, especially the middle guys, are, are tipping the ball onto each other too and offering up something different other than just one out running? Yeah, well, also, too, you've got, look, I, I was I was a little bit suspect about Dylan Walker coming over with an injury from Manly, wasn't going well. He's playing out, out of his skin, so he's coming off, off, he's coming onto the paddock at number 14, and he's putting a massive effort in as well. So then the guys that are, that are coming off uh, at 15, 16, 17 going, look at him go, we're going to go. And they're all, they're all jumping on the bandwagon and going, I'm going to be as good as him as well. And that just, that just breeds a lot more confidence. And therefore, the team, team morale, obviously, when they get, get behind as well, they go, oh, we're only behind by eight. We can come back and, and, and roll these guys. It's not a problem. Because we know how good we are. They're believing in themselves, and they're a hell of a lot fitter tonight. I don't care what anyone says. 
Yeah, no, nah, absolutely, Joey. Appreciate your call, mate. 0800 If you do want to ring in and have your say, some good points made from Joey there, particularly around uh, Sean Johnson, who we've said many times, Kempi now has uh, a few more options. It's really opening up his attack, which which is fantastic to see. Uh, some of the other games going on this weekend in the NRL, um, there are a, a few really uh, tasty clashes tomorrow night, in particular at 10pm from Allianz in Sydney. It's the Roosters up against the Eels, and the Roosters who sit in fifth spot, thanks to a bye, they got two free points there. Um, the Eels picking up their first win of the season over the Panthers on Thursday night last week, which is a fantastic game. Kimby, do you think that's enough to jog the wheels on the on the Eels uh, sort of cart and, and and push them up, or do you think the Roosters, fresh off a bye, uh, are going to come in and sweep them? Yeah, look, I, look, they do have a chance out there because there's no Joey Manu running out with the, the suspension that he's picked up. Um, but I did look good once Jared Warrior Hargraves and Brennan Smith got back into the game the week before and. Yes, the Eels got it against Penrith, but I just uh, I, I quite like how the Roosters are building. And the Eels, again, with that Clint Cuth- uh, Cuspertson comment that he might not be here, uh, I think there's some disruption in that Eels camp that we're not hearing about and probably a little bit of action happening off the field that's uh, going to stop them from preventing uh, from producing their best. Going into this game 3-1, uh, and a lot, of, lot, lot better than going in 4-0, and which they could have done, uh, sorry, 0-4. Oh and, and who would have thought, thought out of all those games they beat Penrith? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So uh, what do you reckon? Give me a prediction. Uh, I'm picking the Roosters to win. Bye. A, cl- a close one. A close one, yeah. Another close Four one. Four points, yeah. Um, I think I'm going to pick the Roosters as well simply because it's back at Allianz and they've had the week off, so I think they've got the edge. Uh, the one that I, the other one that I've highlighted um, can be more out of, an, out of interest to anything. It is Penrith going up to Canberra on Friday night at 8pm. Um, so up in Canberra where we know it's tough to travel, the Raiders are sitting in 16th place, just the one win, and, uh, and like... The Eels, they've got all these off-field disruptions now with uh, with Jack White and uh, his claims uh, saying that he might not have a long-term future with the club uh, personally, look, maybe looking to sign, and he's not even available for the Raiders this week, so he's not even playing. Um, what do you reckon with Penrith? You know, Because they haven't hit the straps that they, that they hit in 2022, and a game like the one they had against the Eels was their bread and butter last year and the year before. It's the one that they stick in and they win it at the end. They didn't last Thursday night. There's a sense that maybe things are shifting a little bit is, could this be a bogey game for them up in Canberra? Oh, look, I don't, I don't think so. I think um, with Isaiah Yell signing that long-term uh, contract through to 27, uh, the, yes, I've got Liam Martin that's still not back on the side. And, and of course, on the other side, Jack White and going to, going to open market, I think, which is the smartest thing that kid's ever done. Uh, there's just, a, a, again, d- distractions with the Raiders and, of course, the Panthers coming off a loss. Um, with the with the signing of Yale just gets them over the over the line. What it did show me though that loss against the Eels for Param, uh, for Penrith is that they are beatable this year, and I think it's showing that there is an opportunity here for teams that are at the top of the table to not be too sceptical about going up against the Panthers in any of those games. Um, not just leading up into the semis or the finals, but. Uh, for the rest of the year, and I, I, I'm going to say, I think the Panthers get beat a few more times this year. Yeah, yep. So, but, but an easy win against Canberra, do you think? I, I think, think they go. I think it, on coming off a, a you know a pretty gutting loss, the way that Nathan Cleary kicks that magnificent yeah. drop goal and can't get the job done in, in clutch, you know, the ice in his veins um, against the Eels last week. I think they bounce back. Got a minute to talk through the last big one, which I think is on Friday night at 10 p.m. It's the Rabbitohs and the Storm. Eighth plays ninth. Both teams uh, we know are very very dangerous, uh, but are still needing to hit their straps too. Uh, the Storm, of course, still without Jerome Hughes. Uh, what do you reckon? I, th- I think this game shows you the slide that the Storm are on. I think the Rabbitohs get the job done and uh, it's just going to show you where the Storm are at and they're going to be fighting out for the eight this year.
The Storm. The Storm. Where do you put the Rabbits at the moment? I still put them in the top four. I think that they're the best attacking team in the competition. I think Cody Walker's the premier 5-8 going around at the moment. Um, I still think they need a to put a few things together in the middle of the park. But once they do, they've got plenty of strike out, out the back. Right, I want to get uh, the rest of the game's predictions from Kempe, but we will take a short break and we'll do that when we come back here on Running It Straight. Thanks to South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. South Seas Healthcare, providing excellent health and wellbeing for Pacific people and all communities. Have your say on the great game of rugby league. 0800 150 811. This is Running It Straight on SENZ. Welcome back into Running It Straight. We've got about a minute and a half before we hand over to the run home. Uh, can be some of the other games this weekend. Just quickly fire through them and get your thoughts. Uh, Seagulls night, Saturday oh, at 5pm. easy. Yep, at home for them. Um, they're playing pretty well at the moment, actually, the Seagulls. Mate, they can score. So, and I'm picking that the Knights are still struggling a bit. Uh, I would take them 20 plus. Uh, Lockie Miller, though, man, he's uh, he's been a bit of a bit of a pickup. Um, Dragons Dolphins, Saturday 7.30 it is uh, up in Dragonstown, up at uh, Wollongong, so Dolphins yep. bounce back, get the dub? No. No, you don't think so? No. I wow, think, I okay. Think, I think the Dragons bounce back, I think uh, this is really embarrassing for them this week the whole um, Anthony Griffin. Griffin saga, mm-hmm. I think the Dragons get it. Oh, interesting. Broncos, West Tigers, that's Mate. As, as easy as, as certain as death West Texas. Tigers are wooden spooners at the moment. They need something and, special. And finally, Sunday, 8.15, Bulldogs, Cowboys. Actually quite interesting, that one. Uh, look, I like what the Cowboys did. I think Matt Burton, I don't think he likes New Zealand. Um, I think he bounces back and gets it. Okay, there you go. Those uh, those are Kimby's predictions for the weekend. Uh, we will discuss it all next Wednesday, hopefully after Warriors run, uh, win the run home coming up next.